Welcome to Emron's podcast, episode number 90. This is your host, Suman Silwal. Get out there, appreciate the scenery, you know, appreciate the mountains, the large trees, the cedars, etc. that we've got up here and just enjoy the experience. Early registration for 2018 Pinhoti 100 heads officially started. Visit PinhotiTrailSeries.com to learn more about the Pinhoti 100 and register for the event. See you at the starting line of Pinhoti 100. I'd like to welcome Mike Majato from Vancouver, Canada, Pacific Northwest. Uh, uh, Mike is uh, our first uh, Canadian guest uh, here, here at the Emruns podcast. Uh, I know Mike. Uh, we met at uh, I think we 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 chatted on the online, and then we we saw each other at the at the Lake Martin uh, 2017, and kind of since then we would kind of keeping up with each other uh, for a while uh, now. Mike, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I I had a run this morning, and the uh... The weather's dipped a little here, so uh, I had to wrap, wrap up a little, but uh, it was good fun. And then I, uh, in my spare time, I help out the uh, the local run store as well. So uh, I was uh, just hanging out there and uh, trying to help out other runners. Definitely. Tell us about uh, that part of the country. Uh, I know that Canada itself is a pretty cold country, but but um, but your uh, Pacific Northwest, it's not as cold as like uh, Toronto or in this area, correct? Yeah, so the way it works out is um, on the Pacific Northwest, kind of from B.C., down to kind of Washington and uh, Oregon. It's a fairly mild climate and uh, we have a reasonable summer. It's quite a wet winter, but uh, there's not that much snow. Most of the snow tends to be up in the mountains, while as if you kind of start moving across Canada, then Alberta gets a lot of snow. Saskatchewan and Manitoba pretty much frozen over and pretty much the same for Ontario and Quebec as well. So uh, certainly being in BC and being in the Pacific Northwest, it's, uh, it's a nicer climate, certainly in the winter. I mean, I don't have to shovel rain <laughs> <laughs> well tell us about uh, what kind of trail system you got you have I mean, it's a beautiful place a redwood i heard uh, i mean i hear a lot of beautiful things about that part of the world i never travel i haven't been to uh, the whole region i would love to come there one day and run uh, tell us about the listener like like me um, tell us about what kind of trail system you, you guys have certainly in bc it's 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 different to certain areas in the states i mean it's it's definitely not flat and there's not that many kind of rail trails most of the trails in bc have roots rocks mud there's plenty of trees and there's a lot of elevation so certainly if you're a trail runner in bc you're not exactly sport for choice with regards to elevation. It's definitely not a flatland. <laughs> <laughs> Those listeners, if you don't know what BC means, is a British Columbia, correct? British Columbia, or because it, it's such a, a, a great province, another joke that goes around because it, it's not cheap to live here is uh, BC stands for bring cash. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and it's a beautiful country over there. So yeah. uh, uh, tell us about also uh, people like us not familiar, what kind of trail community you have, a running community. You said you run, you work in a running store, uh, help, help the runners out. Um, it looks like you have better weather for Canada-wise and North northeast uh you know those uh, those area wise you are have pretty good weather mild winter tell us about what kind of running running community you have certainly the the running community in bc is uh it's pretty large i mean we've got the coastal element of bc sort of vancouver the sunshine coast and vancouver island and then if you move in towards the interior of BC. Um, there's an area called the Okanagan, which is uh, an area certainly in the summer where they grow various fruits and it, 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 it's a kind of a, a, an awesome wine area. So it, it's quite interesting that uh, certainly you've, you've got the the coastal areas with, with mountains and then you kind of move into the interior and it, it's certainly in the summer it's it's quite a lot drier and there's there's a slightly different kind of trail aspect there but certainly people listening to listening into this probably don't know the areas but uh from colonia which is kind of the middle of the interior of bc through to uh vancouver island everybody kind of knows everybody gotcha. it's it's a really it's a really tight gotcha. community yeah it's a but, small community <laughs> yeah but but then you can have races like the 
the Squamish 50 where you get 1,250 people turn up. So it feels kind of really, really small and close, like everybody's family, but there's a massive community here. Definitely. It sounds like a, you have big community. And even like, a, like I said yeah. earlier, you have beautiful country out there, um, all kind of all kind of things that you have. So, And you mentioned that as well. So uh, before we move forward in our interview, uh, tell us about your running running background. Uh, I know you, you are a trail runner. Uh, how, what is your running background like uh, in the trail running, ultra running? Were you a lifetime runner? Did you start at some time? Or how, how does that work for you? Yeah, I'm a, a lifetime runner. It's quite interesting. When I was at first school, I got bullied and I found the easiest way to get away from the bullies was to run away from them. And then I actually realized <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed running. And so from kind of first school through my schooling, um, I was always involved in uh, cross country initially and then uh, track and middle distance. And it wasn't until... I hit my 30s that I kind of increased the distance, went into marathons. Um, I'd always thought marathon, wow, that's, you know, that's a crazy distance. But it's quite funny since I moved to Canada and kind of North America itself. Um, yeah, I go out and I'll do a marathon as a training run now. <laughs> <laughs> It's a change of time. I, I do recovery run uh, as a marathon these days. So, uh, yeah. so <laughs> how you recover? <laughs> Recently, I did a hundred mile, and then my recovery run was a marathon. So, but that, that's a change of time, I guess, for you. So, for you, the going ultra distance. So, what kind of ultra distance do you run? Uh, so, the furthest I've been so far is 110k. I did try doing my first hundred miler, but uh, unfortunately, I was sick leading up to it. And, you know, as, as runners are, you know, I kind of tried to push through, but uh, it got it got to the point where um, I thought I was going to kind of do myself an injury. So I ended up dropping from my first 100 mile, which is where, in fact, I met you. <laughs> <laughs> so Lake Martin was your first 100 mile. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that course uh, is uh, you gotta be you have to be careful on that one. Lake Martin, um, I've done. I've pro- I'm the only one who has done every every year since it started. So so it's uh, you have yeah. to be careful in that loop loop type of course. It's easy to drop out, you know. Well, I think I think the thing that kind of sucked me into that is I obviously I haven't been down to Lake Martin or Alabama before the race, and you know, kind of looking at the course profile online. I was kind of sucked in and thinking, oh, well, you know, it's only, it's only 14,000 feet. You know, I've done more than that in an ultra before, but uh, I'm used to kind of, you know, going straight up peaks and coming back down again. And oh, <laughs> I, I, found, I found with Lake Martin with, with the kind of loop course format that it, it, it was just kind of undulating hills. And I'm, I'm used to going up and down mountains rather than kind of, up and downhill, up and downhill, up and downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, and and those uh those kind of hills, uh, you know, the Lake Martin. I tell people it's like there is no yeah. straight uphill like in Penhody that I recently ran. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not nothing climbing the pinnacle, but the the little pinnacle comes so many times, and you know, so that's how that's how people bog down. And you know, first few laps you run so fast, you realize, whoops, so you gone too fast. But but that's uh yeah 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 I realized that, and then I was I was telling friends afterwards it's like there might have been some flat like mine but i don't remember it i just kind of <laughs> felt like i was going up and down <laughs> <laughs> there there are a lot of flats so there's a there are a lot because i know that course too well yeah. but definitely uh so talking about that um so for you uh running uh running those distance uh going from uh, early a's to now uh, so so what do you what do you find most joyful for being a runner uh, distance runner ultra distance runner I really find the community. Certainly, I find with Trail and Ultra, and this is kind of no offense to anybody in in the road side of things. I mean, I've done a lot of road runs, but um, I just kind of feel like it. My tribe, it's kind of everyone seems to be family. I mean, whatever you do, there will be the odd person that's you know a little bit odd, but for the most part, with the Trail and Ultra community, everybody's kind of there and supporting each other, and it, it does feel kind of like one big family. And no matter how good or bad you feel when you're out on the course everyone's so supportive and i really enjoy with ultra the fact you know you think you can only go so far and then you prove yourself wrong that you can go that that much further than what you thought you can 
Definitely, yeah. That's um, ultra distances um, community itself. Uh, what draws me back to uh, even yesterday when I was running a uh, broad rock at the end after 12 hours, people are still waiting for other friends to to cheer and cheer them on, and it was just a, such a wonderful feeling to have in the dark. <laughs> it was, yeah. but yeah, helping people. It's it's great to have that community community sense. I think um, I do road running, uh, road running, trail running, pretty pretty quiet uh, interchangeably i see that difference in those community you know we still we are runners same people yeah definitely. <laughs> I, I go from the race to race and i'm the same guy and i'm different in the road versus i'm in the trail so i'm still having to figure out uh, what is the difference maybe i need to look into it more but but there's a, there's a there's a little difference there definitely as we move forward on this interview uh tell us about a uh, little bit about uh, your plan uh you mentioned that you have some big big plan coming up uh for 2018 you have goals to reach in 2018 you have you have things to things you want to do tell us about so we can i can ask you more questions yes yeah, so uh i live on the uh the sunshine coast in bc and that's about a, a 40 minute ferry ride from vancouver some people get confused because um the capital of BC is Victoria, which is on Vancouver Island, which you have to reach by a ferry as well. So a lot of times I people I say to people I live on the Sunshine Coast and they think I live in uh, the I live on Vancouver Island, but that they're kind of that much further out. And the Sunshine Coast is actually attached to the mainland, but there's no kind of road that goes around. You have to get a ferry to get there. But with the Sunshine Coast, there's um, amazing trails here and a lot of people when they think of vancouver they think of uh the north shore and they think of squamish and whistler but i feel that uh, the sunshine coast has been a little bit neglected because there's some great trails here now the sunshine coast is is, is split into so there's the lower sunshine coast which is where i live and then uh there's the upper sunshine coast which you have to take a second ferry to get to. <laughs> but with the Upper Sunshine Coast, they have a, a trail which, um, funnily enough, is called the Sunshine Coast Trail. And that trail is um, roughly 180 kilometers or just over 100 miles in, in length. And it's the only trail in Canada that... Um, for the length of it has huts and they're free to use so it's it's the longest trail uh hut hut trail that you could hike in canada now there have been a few people that have uh, gone out and done the fastest known time on the sunshine coast trail but recently what they've done is th there was an element of the trail which was on logging road and what they've done is they've swapped that out for a single track and so there are fastest known times for what's considered to be the old route. But what I'm planning to do in July of next year is to go out and try and set a new time for the uh, the new route. Because the way I looked at it is, uh, I'll be honest, uh, I'm not an elite athlete, um, but I'm not at the back of the pack. I'm a mid-packer. And I thought, you know, if I go for a fastest known time for a route that nobody set a fastest known time for, at least maybe I keep the fastest known time for maybe a week or a month. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Some, some fellow will be looking at your store all the time or someone's like, oh, I got to go beat him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, one of the, um, I, I haven't done that uh, fastest known time. People try that. Uh, some of the trail, Pinhody Trail, I have, we have a friend who did that. Uh, one of the challenges, he, he put it out there and said, okay, he said that I did FKT during this hot day of the summer, you got to do it at the same time to beat my time. So you can you can set your own rule <laughs> if you're yeah. the first one to do it. So, but yeah, definitely, um, tell us about those trails. Uh, what kind of trail is it? A technical trail like what you saw here in the south, or are there uh, smooth trails? Or yeah, it's it, it's a technical, typical Pacific Northwest trail. So I believe over the course of the whole route you're looking at about 26 to 28,000 feet in gain. So it's not just a kind of rail trail where you're kind of fairly flat going from one point of the upper coast to the lower coast. You'll be going up to mountain peaks, um, back down. There are points where you kind of go up a little and then you go down and back up again. So it'll be pretty much like a Pacific Northwest roller coaster. 
Definitely. Uh, for that, uh, are, are this uh, these trails are well marked. Or how, how do you how do you know how will you know that uh, this is the exact trail you ha- you'll have to do? Yeah. So w- with the Sunshine Coast Trail, it's uh, there is a society that maintains the trail, and the trail has been in use for a number of years now. So it is it is well marked. So there's no issues in kind of going astray here. What I will need to do is I have been kind of gathering together a, a group of friends to to crew and pace me for this fastest known time. So the the thing that I'll be looking at is just trying to get the plan and the, the logistics um, just right so that they meet me at the right spot. So I'm getting the right nutrition. I'm getting I'm getting calories in, and I'm I'm making sure that I get, I make the right decisions because this is pretty much single track and it is kind of up and down and there is the elevation involved it quite likely that i'll be going for probably 30 to 35 hours without without really stopping apart from kind of getting aid and then kind of moving on from there definitely that that was a thing i was going to ask you how long will it take you so it looks like a 30 to 45 hours uh that's your goal at least at this time uh tell us about what what kind of training will you put do will you how close are you from the trailhead uh yes i live on the lower sunshine coasts so the start of the sunshine coast trail is at the top of the the upper sunshine coast so the the furthest known point the furthest point on the upper sunshine coast is uh called point and then the the nearest point to to where i live is is called power river and that's the end of the trail so what i'll be doing is um from next year i'll be going up and and running certain parts of the trail just to to get an idea of the trail and to to start kind of building on the train because um, I'm going to try the fastest known time in July of next year. So I've got a good seven months to build up my knowledge of the trail and kind of do various training runs on the trail. And, and what I have done is I've got friends that they've run the trail before. And I've got a particular friend, Joseph, who's run with previous people who've worked on doing the fastest known time for the, uh, the old route. So I'm hoping that... The reconnaissance and the training on the trail, plus the people that I have in my team, should kind of help me and guide me through getting that that run done in in July of next year. Definitely. Uh, talk about that. Uh, tell us um, what kind of weather will you have that time of the year for you? So July in BC can be either pretty mild or super hot. <laughs> <laughs> for example i i did a, a race um just this august in squamish called the squamish 50 50 um some of your listeners may have heard of this this is a race that's put on by gary robbins who's attempted the barkley marathons twice now so this is a, a 50 mile on saturday and then you go out on sunday and you do a 50k so 130k over the weekend gotcha this year was was fairly mild so I managed to to get a reasonable time on, on both runs there. But the previous year, I just did the 50-mile element of that. And the, the temperatures were, were ranging around about 100 to 104. So I got halfway through the 50-mile, and I spent 30 minutes at aid station getting covered in ice and trying to get my head together to keep going. <laughs> So, so from one one year to the next, I mean, both years, it's it, it's it, it it this race is is a pretty much on the same weekend in August, and from going from having to cool down for half an hour in an aid station to the following year where I just kind of rolled through the aid stations and, and it was good. So it's one of those weird things that uh, normally most of the time the temperature is fairly mild in BC, but in the summer you can hit spikes so that's certainly something that i've got in the back of my mind when i when i come to this fastest known attempt that the temperatures could hit uh, a record high so i need to make sure that i kind of keep on top of uh, hydration and that when i get when i get in with my crew that i make sure i cool down and i've got my wits about with 
me when I kind of move on to the next section. Definitely. Uh, and that that time of the year, uh, Canada, you will have a long day anyway. So you, you have uh, <laughs> early morning, 16, 17 hours of lights. I think that's how you get. So it, it'll be hot in the sense if it's hot. If not, at least you'll have sunshine. So. Yeah, I mean, it will be it, at, the, at that time of year, it'll be a good while before the sun sets. So I'll, I'll have a good amount of time to try and get as much distance as possible before dark hits and you know the tiredness hits and you know you kind of slow down out of that period of time definitely um definitely we may have to talk to you after you've done your your journey let's uh <laughs> let's, we'll wish you well for that yeah uh, but it's it's interesting to learn about the trail system and then that part of the world so that's one of the main thing i wanted to listen how the trails and how do you run it and this thing this thing's you know i'm always interested to go to run some of the trails out there talking about that um, you also direct some races uh, as well correct yeah so uh this year i put on the uh the first ultra marathon on the sunshine coast it's called the puddle jumper classic and we had a, a 50k option and then we we wanted to try and be inclusive as possible so we we had we included a, a 25k option and uh for the first year i i thought it was successful i know of events where you know the first year they've maybe got 20 30 people and they've had to strong arm friends to to get involved to get the numbers involved but we had uh, 91 people sign up and we had 75 race which i thought was a pretty good for the first year and we're going ahead and we'll have the puddle jumper classic which is the, the name of the race uh next year but what i'm planning on next year as well is um because there is the ferry system involved with um, other trail runners that are on the coast, it, it does get kind of expensive for people to leave the coast and go to other events. So next year, what I'm going to have is um, a series of smaller races called the Sunshine Coast Trail Series. And then I thought just for a bit of fun, because there isn't really that many events, certainly in the BC area, where it's a timed endurance event. We've got an event in October of next year, just before Halloween, and we're going to encourage people to get dressed up for the event as well, um, which is going to be called the the Soames Grinder. And we have a hill um, on the coast here, which has one side has 430 steps and on the other about 380. So it's a case of going up and down these steps uh, for as many loops as you can manage within six hours. So for some people, it might be agony. Some people, it might be fun. But uh, <laughs> we, we think it will be quite a good event. And uh, hopefully, it will get the kind of party atmosphere going because we'll, we'll have one of the local breweries involved. And as, as I said, um, we're going to try and encourage people to dress up and there'll be prizes involved with that. Definitely. And um, once yeah. you get the, get the beer involved for ultra runner, trail runner, we always show, yeah. we always show up. So. So that's a that's a good thing. Uh, well, yeah, we, with with craft beer, it's it's just carb loading for ultra runners. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, I've been trying to get into do some bourbon shots in the middle of the. I'm not I'm not a bourbon type of person, but I'm just doing it <laughs> just to get my pain management. So that way, I, I like bourbon myself, but I, I have to say there's something to be said if you're in the last 10k of an ultra, or if somebody gives you a shot to kill, you know. It can work towards uh, pain management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done it. I've done bourbon with a coffee at the uh, one of those years I ran uh, Lake Martin uh, for the next three or four miles. I was just weaving left and right, but. But I, <laughs> but I survived. Uh, so yeah. That's one way to look at it. Uh, tell us about that. As we move forward, talking about the, your your reason, reasonable running, um, tell us about some of the, the highlights of an uh, event happens in, in your part of the world uh, that uh, beyond your races uh, that we should be looking into consider uh, coming that way. Yeah, I mean, certainly if uh, some of your listeners are looking to come up to BC, there are some uh, some good events up here. Certainly ones that I would pick out is there's a race called the uh, the Fat Dog 120. That's towards the interior of BC, um, and that goes through an area called Manning Park and heads towards the, uh, the Canadian side of the, uh, the Cascade Mountains. So I don't know if people have heard of Cascade Crest, which is in Washington, but the, basically the, the Fat Dog 120 kind of covers some of the, the Cascades on the Canadian side. It's, uh, it's a 120-mile race, um, with about 26,000 feet in elevation and um, 
Yeah, it has a high attrition rate, but a lot of people do rave about it. And they, they enjoy it, and it's it's certainly one that's uh, on my list, and I'll, I'll be heading out to, to do that in the next few years and, and get that off my bucket list. Yeah, I have heard, about that. I have heard about that race, definitely. I'm, I wanted to run that one, one, one of these years, so... Yeah, another one, another one that's kind of in the same area as well, which is uh, certainly people in BC may know about it, but it, I don't know how far it's kind of traveled down south. Um, but there's an event called the the Frosty 50, just a 50k race, um, but you do get plenty of elevation on that, and and that basically takes you through Manning Park and takes you up uh, a peak called Frosty Mountain. And I've been up there myself, and it was the middle of August, and it started snowing on the peak. Wow. Uh, and it was definitely an experience. I mean, I got up there and it, it was snowing on the peak, but before that, I'd uh, I'd had an encounter with uh, a group of elk and I'd heard noises in the woods that quite sounded like brown bears. So uh, it's certainly an interesting course and uh, definitely one I kind of marked down on the calendar. What time of the year do you say this one, August? Uh, so the Fat Dog 120 is in August. Uh, it's usually around about sort of middle of August. The Frosty 50 is just at the beginning of September. And then uh, other other races I'd, I'd mention, I mean, I've, I've mentioned it earlier, but uh, there's the Squamish 50. So that's a race that's put on by Gary Robbins. And it's held over the held over a weekend towards the end of August. And uh, there's, there's various events that you can jump into. So Gary has the 50 mile on Saturday, 50K on Sunday and also a 23k on sunday and then what he does as well is he does the 50 50 that i did this year so you did the 50 mile on saturday and then uh you have a sleep and then you get up with your aching muscles and then go out and doing 50k <laughs> <laughs> it's sounding like uh some of the david tosses race that would make us do so definitely it'll be it's it'll be interesting so uh and then and then if you if you want some if you want some elevation and you want to kind of head out um kind of a bit further into bc kind of heading towards the alberta border there's a, a race that i did just this september which is called the golden ultra so it's a three-day event the first day is um a vertical kilometer so about 5k from the resort up to the gondola so you catch your breath and then the saturday you've got a 60k and that's got uh 2400 meters of elevation you basically go from the valley right up to the peaks and then on the sunday just to kind of round off the weekend you go out and do uh, a half marathon on the trails definitely sounds like all this crazy runs yeah. uh, i'm about to do multi-days run myself next weekend let's see if i can recover from this week uh, <laughs> maybe i i can think about some of the races like you're describing right now maybe uh, i'll have my own version of it so i mean if if, if people want to kind of a bit further over from BC. I mean, in Alberta, they've 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 got some good races there as well. There's the uh, uh, the Sinister Seven, which you can either do as a relay or you can do the the full event, and that's just over 100 miles. But it's it's up and down peaks, and uh, it's quite a technical race, but fun nonetheless. And uh, also, they have in Alberta as well. They have a, a race called the the Lost Souls, and you can do uh, 50 100k or 100 mile of that race so uh you pick your poison <laughs> definitely um yeah. let's switch back uh, a little bit uh talk about you you you're running uh let's uh, let's talk about uh, some, some of the things that you do uh, personally yeah. um uh, let's uh, let's talk about that uh, tell us about uh, some of your struggles that you had um or have as, as a runner um going from event to event doing doing crazy stuff you're about to do fkt um Tell us about some of the struggles uh, that that you you face as ultra runner. Yeah, I think I think the the thing you you have to kind of be wary of as a as an ultra runner, and I've kind of faced it myself, is um, just trying to kind of balance the training and not trying to go too hard on training and, and then end up with uh, overuse injuries. I mean, I, I I've done a number of ultras this year, and uh, I had an issue where I was kind of neglecting the the strength side of things and uh i had some issues with uh weak glutes which i'm i'm working through now and i'm kind of back to running but i i ended up taking a, a month's break because uh kept running and then uh rather than it being a niggle it, it became a pain rather than a, a kind of niggle or an ache and uh, i had to kind of actually 
kind of turn around and look at it and say, yeah, probably injured. I should probably do something about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so does it bother you that you know you get sidelined for, from from the injuries? Like you said, uh, you're not able to run or, or at least to cut down. Does it bother you, or, or are you okay with uh, not running and you know just kind of hanging back for a while? Yeah, it, it does bother me stopping running. What I tend to find is life in general sometimes can be tough. And I find with running out on the trails, it's kind of my meditation. So when I'm injured and I can't run, I'm not letting off that steam. I'm not getting out there and kind of getting the uh, the meditation, the kind of connection with nature and kind of being able to blow off steam. So sometimes... I'll admit, if I haven't been out running, I probably, you know, might be a little bit less nice than I normally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my family knows. Uh, they said, "You haven't run for a while. I think you should go out and go and run." Uh, they know that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, one of the things that I'm doing part of my active recovery, uh, uh, you can listen to my previous podcast, uh, uh, active recovery. Um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of walking. I used to walk a lot, but I stopped walking. I became a runner. So now that yeah. my new thing right now is to walk, and then I want to go hike. Uh, I mean, uh, recently I told somebody that I didn't even like the word hiking. But I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> just to, just the part of you know being like you said and being nature. Yesterday when I was running uh, Blood Rock of middle of the middle of the forest, uh, I can hear the crunch of uh, crunching through the leaves, and then I started meditating. Like I said, and just kind of be, being in present moment. I love that. I try that a lot, but I'm trying a little different now. Uh, just to be in the present moment, listening to everything, uh, what's going on. I do that a lot, but but I, I think I found a little different way to do that. Um, but definitely. Part of my thing is is trying to uh, do some uh, do some hiking and going on the trail, not always running. I think that's that's what I like to see me doing in coming months. So yeah, I mean, you, you can still kind of get outside and kind of chase your adventure aside without you know having to to go out and kind of run twenty miles or whatever. Yeah, and, <laughs> it'll it'll be five or ten uh, at the time that you spend, but you, you, you see what I mean. No, I I guess it's kind of just kind of realizing that sometimes you kind of need to put on the brakes, and it, it's still fun to go out and, uh, and as you say, you kind of do a five ten mile hike rather than kind of you know trying to summit every peak in sight and, and do a 20 mile long run <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah like i said it's always uh, be being out is what what we want to do i think that's uh sometimes yeah. we forget that we're just trying to kill it every time but that's not not the not the case all the time maybe we can kill it in the race but uh, as a training i think just being out uh, regardless how long it'll take i think uh, that'll be always good but definitely i'm putting a lot of walking uh speed walking you know a little bit faster than normal yeah. you know walking in the parks so kind of thing. So definitely, I'm focused walking. So that's a new thing for me. So <laughs> let's see what happens. Uh, I'll let you know in a future podcast. So definitely, uh, what... yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely listen out, listen yeah. out for that. And I, I think what's a, a kind of good resource is is, is certainly for uh, myself and yourself and and other people listening that kind of run the trails is uh, is John Muir. You know, he was kind of the, the the father of national parks in in the states, and uh, he's got some great quotes, which you know, kind of refer back to being in touch with nature and uh, just kind of, you know, kind of connecting yourself to and your soul to what's out there. And as you said, you know, kind of active recovery is perfectly fine. You don't have to go off in that kind of you know, sort of bullet train speed. You can go out there and. Uh, enjoy yourself just by having a leisurely stroll and hike <laughs> through the woods <laughs> definitely yeah I, I always wonder about the hikers now i want to be one of them so so <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i i've done enough of running so at this time so so tell us about uh what inspires you uh to do everything that you do and like a, like you mentioned you you're about to do your fastest time and uh and also um you direct races and you you're part of the races you go you, you have come all the way to alabama and run so what inspires you to be out there um i think certainly from from the point of view of running uh, an ultra distance race is a lot of people out there they they may go out to 
a race and you know they're kind of racing for for a medal or or a buckle or whatever and you know it, it it's it's nice to to have that that silverware but for me it's it's about challenging myself and kind of pushing myself beyond what i feel is is possible um because a lot of times you think to yourself well i can only kind of i've done a 50 mile race i can only go 50 miles but it's kind of been proven by a lot of people out there that for example there's the moab 240 i mean people can go out there and run 240 miles there's the vol state 500 where people run across a state and do 500 kilometers so it's it's kind of been able to kind of push myself beyond what i what what i feel that i i can do and you know, kind of timing it again i've realized that yeah I, I can go beyond the point that maybe in my mind thinks i can go beyond ultras i've always kind of felt that certainly out on the on the trails there that uh, i kind of feel i feel most comfortable being out on the trails and um it lifts my spirit so being able to spend as much time out there as possible um i always find is a is a great benefit for both my mind and my soul i'm not a particularly religious person um so kind of getting out to nature is kind of my church definitely yeah i used to be a very religious person and uh, and then recently somebody asked my wife so what happened what happened to him uh, why he's not religious and her answer was uh, he found runnings so i mean i've I, I've, I've i've got i've got friends that kind of go to church and stuff and i i can totally understand that you need some sort of connection at the end of the day to kind of guide you through life and some people find religion is is the way forward and and some people find other things and and to me and probably to yourself as well kind of running is 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 the way you kind of find guidance and purpose in life definitely and and for me uh i find god on the trails and things in nature you know yeah. just, just uh you know everybody maybe i get enlightened and one day running the running the trail who knows i just need to find that at 100 120 maybe that's what i need to go further distance like you said challenge myself yeah. maybe I'll, i find I, i'll be enlightened like a buddha so running trails so you know i meditate a lot so so you know those those long long runs so so uh, talking about that uh, what kind of nutrition plan do you use that you have any special plan any special nutrition things you do or you just eat whatever you you find um what i tend to find is up to a certain point i use tailwind and i find that that's fairly good for me mean up to up to the marathon distance I can just survive on on tailwind and there's there's no kind of gut issues there's no kind of other kind of nutrition issues um beyond the marathon then i'll tend to take additional nutrition on over and above tailwind so um what i found quite good for certainly for for my stomach and might not work for everyone but um i've used humor gels um which has uh cheer and some other kind of um natural ingredients inside it and i i find that kind of works quite well for me so a mixture of tailwind and uh humor gels and then what i'll do is with respect to aid stations um normally what i'll look for is uh fruit and carbs so bananas oranges um potatoes <laughs> just the just the just the the, the usual um yeah, yeah, ultra ultra favorites so definitely uh, talking about the uh, also talking about uh everyday nutrition uh, what do you do uh, beyond racing beyond racing i kind of put myself out there as being veganish <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people go out there and they're kind of like strict vegan but i find that in life in general you you can't really be that strict i mean at home i know exactly what goes into my food but if i'm out with friends you can get a dish and you know they'll say there's there's no kind of dairy in it but whether there is or not you don't totally know yeah the thing i've i've found with kind of being on a plant-based diet is a question i get asked a lot is where do you get your protein from and my answer is well I get my protein from where you get your protein from because most protein is from greens, uh, legumes, nuts, which is usually the thing that uh, if you eat meat, the animal that you ate, ate that. 
<laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I was a vegan, strict vegan for a long time, two and yeah. a half years, and then I, I just became a vegetarian and just changed my diet a little bit. And it was really difficult for family. So now I'm becoming more vegetarianist as well. If somebody puts something, I'm, I don't eat meat at all. But uh, yeah. so once in a while, I end up in... Places and people bring things that was maybe broth or something. Especially when you run ultra, there's a yeah. <laughs> every aid station they only have a noodle with a chicken broth or something. I was like, oh, I don't know whether I should do it or not, but I end up doing it this time. So I have to eat so so that I cannot force other people to go to my direction. But I will not eat meat. I have not eaten meat for a long time. But it's like like you, I yeah. I do get that a question asked. How do you get your protein? You know. And I think it's 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 a funny thing that uh, people kind of home in on on, on protein because at the end of the day, um, if you're not exercising, then the the amount of protein you need a day is like 20 grams, which is virtually nothing. Got you. If you I... if you work it if you're working out and you're an endurance athlete, then you do take slightly more protein in, but it's it's not a a big thing. But I yeah. think it's funny that people say, "Where do you get your protein from?" I'm like, well. <laughs> I I never think about protein. You know, I I was like, uh, I I don't even know why I need protein because I know I need protein to have a muscle back and stuff like that. But it was like. <laughs> I still haven't figured out why people are always concerned about that. So I mean, probably today I need more protein. My uh, my muscle my muscle hurts uh, after yeah. running 50k and up and down the hills. But uh, but most of the time I I don't crave for protein. I mean, is this something that we sort of do crave for? Or <laughs> I don't know. So I don't think so. But I don't know about you. But there's there's one thing that I always seem to go for in ultras if if they're at the aid stations, which totally isn't healthy but it, it seems to be my kryptonite is oreos <laughs> yeah yeah oreos recently somebody mentioned i was in a, in a party somebody said so you don't eat oreos i said you have no idea <laughs> my pain held it drop back every drop back had an oreo so, so that's the one thing i kept it so yeah. i know i think i think it's funny you know how they say about uh pringles once once you kind of pop it you don't start uh, I'm the same. If I get a pack of Oreos, even if it's not a race, they're gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're not quite a healthy eater, but we just eat. Uh, we just don't eat uh, meat and eat other things. But uh, but that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, t- uh, tell us about what is your favorite race uh, that you have done so far. That's a tough one, but I, I'd I'd probably say my uh, probably my. F- my favorite to this point was my first ultra. It's called the DS Vista, and it's um, in Port Moody in BC. And um, yeah, it's very technical, very challenging. The views there are amazing because the DS Vista basically it's it, it's Spanish for ten views. And when you when you get up onto uh, the DS Vista Ridge, you've just got these amazing views of out towards Vancouver and the and the Tri Cities, and then the one side you've got views of uh, the lake, which is nearby Bunton Lake, and the mountains that kind of shadow that behind. And this race recently has kind of changed hands, um, but for for many years it was uh, it was just a volunteer group that kind of put it together. And it, it's I, I forget how many years it's been going now, but it's been going for a number of years, and pretty much. Everyone in BC knows about this race, and because it was my first ultra, it's kind of close to my heart. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so you you make me uh, think about rethink that I I needed to come that area and run one of this race. You know, it's a quite a <laughs> <laughs> quite a flight, but I have to be careful what I will run because uh, suffering back an airplane back back to Alabama will be difficult. But but tell us about is there any race that you haven't run you like to run anytime soon? Um, is anything is bucket list? I mean, a lot of a lot of us have Western State. Uh, I recently found the Alabama. None of our Alabama friend made it, including myself. So, so it's a quite a disappointment for uh, Alabama. If Western State uh, folks are listening yeah. to my, my podcast, we're disappointed. So, just want to let you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I think ideally, kind of going forward, I definitely, if possible, at some stage, um, like to get into Western States and Hard Rock, just because they are those iconic races, and I've, I've 
seeing various races kind of compete in those in those races and and kind of seeing the atmosphere and uh, and the aid stations and the course and you know i really like to do those the other thing i'd like to do as well is um once i've got a number 100 miles um under my belt is i've got a number of friends who've done 200 milers and at, at one stage i i, I kind of like the idea of the the glen the the grand slam but obviously now that that's kind of been made harder now in that there's certain races that you used to be kind of guaranteed to get into if you got into the other races through the lottery um but that kind of standing agreement's gone there certainly i'd like to kind of do western states um hard rock i think hurt as well but once i'd done that i'd certainly like to kind of take a look at doing the triple crown and 200s Definitely. Now the hundreds becoming uh, the distance like a lot of people cover, but two hundreds become becoming the new challenging distance, like what you, what we talked about earlier. Yeah, it's funny. I was I was kind of chatting with a friend the other day, and it was kind of funny that it was like, yeah, it's it's almost as if, uh, and this is this is no offense to to hundred milers, and I I don't want to kind of um, diminish the fact that it, you know hundred miler is tough, whatever whatever we. Uh, it takes wherever it is kind of located go globally but uh yeah so many people are kind of getting into hundreds now that it's it's almost as if the hundreds kind of getting uh, as if it's like the marathon distance and everybody's looking at the 200 now as if the 200 is <laughs> the 100 <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely uh if you listen to my previous podcast like um, i was mentioning that podcast episode number 87 i talked to susan donnelly see she has done 100 100 100 miler and her new distance to cover new distance to challenge is a 200 miler and beyond so she has done 240 they're talking about 500 milers you know kind of those epic events so so definitely um watch out for those uh, they're really sounds really interesting and that and the top of that it sounds really crazy but but you know how that goes <laughs> i mean another another thing that would be on my bucket list and i think because at the end of the day i'm 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 not an elite i'm kind of a middle packer so i don't think i would even complete it but certainly even just to be the the virgin at the barclay marathons would be certainly some challenge <laughs> Yeah, Barkley. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I think um, that one I will pass. It's pretty close to uh, our area from here. It's not that far. I yeah. would like to go maybe this year, next year, if my schedule allows, just to hang out and yeah. and watch the Barkley start and all those if they allow me to come that way. I don't know what's the rule, uh, but definitely um, that's not something I'm. Gonna... <laughs> It's too much, too much a variant. Those, are those, those kind of distance. I don't know. I mean, especially the terrains that he has. But definitely, uh, you have a uh, blog sites, and uh, you, you regularly maintain that, correct, uh, Mike? I have a blog, but I, I've been a bit lax on kind of keeping up with that. But I do have uh, a website in regards to the races, and and that's under the the name that I kind of set up for the races, which is team wolverine athletics definitely we'll link it up from our uh, uh so note and uh, mruns.com so our listener can check all the races that you have and adventures that you're about to start so i mean what I, what i'm hoping to kind of plan to do in the in the new year is um maybe just do some uh rather than blogs maybe video logs just kind of with the training kind of building up towards the the fastest known time but yeah, if, if if I can kind of get on board with that, I'll uh, I'll get back in touch with you and kind of give you the links and stuff. Definitely, Mike. It, it has been really a great pleasure to talk to you. you reconnect uh, uh, after such a long time uh, uh, talking to you. So it's it's great to learn about many things uh, you do personally. And also things is happening in your part of the world. Uh, Pacific Northwest is pretty far for us uh, from Alabama or Southeast. Uh, uh, <laughs> give us a well, I mean you came all the way from there to run Lake Martin so it's possible it's not that the impossible yeah. thing uh, uh, give us a word of advice or at least invite our runners from southeast uh, southeastern south and, and our part of the east coast to come to run uh, the races out out in the Pacific Northwest and including your race yeah I mean I mean certainly 
certainly what I, I would say is um, depending on kind of where, where you are um, down south there, it is, if it is fairly flat, certainly something you might want to add to your training is uh, some hill reps. And if you don't have hills, ramps and park aids work as well. Or alternatively, if you've got some really steep steps, you know, kind of the local cathedral or whatever, <laughs> uh, just, you know, get that elevation in. Um, that will stand you well for, for races up here in the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, if you if you look at a race and you see that there's quite a bit of elevation to it, don't panic. I mean, we're just the same as any other ultra runner. When we see a hill, we power hike it. We don't run it. <laughs> <laughs> And the the thing is, at the end of the day, I mean, most of the races we've got here, it's it, it's not crazy cutoffs. So you know, just get out there, appreciate the scenery. You know, kind of take some take some photos, take it in, appreciate the mountains, the large trees, the cedars, etc. That we've got up here, and just enjoy the experience. And before you know it, you'll be at the finish line. High fives, hugs, craft beer, and then you'll think, well. Why did I worry about it? That was an awesome cause. <laughs> Sounds like you make it so fun that, that I really want to come up now uh, to, to yeah. run one of this race. Uh, just need to figure out which one and what time of the year. So so definitely, uh, it's been a really gr- great pleasure to talk to you, Mike. Uh, thanks for coming to Imran's M- podcast. If you have any anything to tell our listener, your last word. Thanks for uh, including me on, on, on your podcast, Simon. And uh, yeah, if you, if you do want to come this way, you know, you've always got a guaranteed entry at one of my races. And if anybody else that's listening wants to come up to the Pacific Northwest, um, it doesn't have to be one of my races. If you've got any kind of queries or questions about races up here or places to stay or whatever, people just, yeah, just get in touch with me. I'm more than happy to kind of guide you in the right way as kind of what races to enter when you need to get in by if there's a lottery or whatever or it's a race that sells out quickly i'm more than happy to answer any question definitely uh, uh mike you are pretty active in them the the group ultra trail uh group and as well as your yeah. uh, social media and once we post this podcast you can if our listener have, has any question they can uh post it uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that that uh, once the podcast yeah. is posted uh but thanks for coming to um Emran's uh, podcast and uh, hope to uh, come and run one of the races up Pacific Northwest soon. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, yeah, thank, thanks for your time today. And uh, yeah, really appreciate that. And hopefully uh, we can run again soon. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> thanks a lot, soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emran's podcast. Please visit emran's.com to listen to previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels. Please follow Marathon Runs on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for recent updates, race photos, discount codes, and more.